More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, broken trust. When someone lets us down, healing can be hard. Has someone broken or betrayed your trust? We'll help you heal the hurt. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcha. I'm Lisa Popcha. And today our show is titled Broken Trust. You know, when somebody lets us down, uh, in big or small ways, uh, healing can be hard. You know, I mean, even even if it's a even if it's a I don't know really small thing, you, you find out that you know somebody told a quote unquote white lie about you know some simple thing. It, it can be hard to kind of get past that. <clears throat> it can. It can definitely be because we. We open our hearts to relationship based on a presupposition that people are going to be trustworthy. Yeah, and then, you know, when 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 people let us down about bigger things, it's even harder. Oh yeah. <laughs> to not feel betrayed in some way. So, we're asking today has someone broken or betrayed your trust in big or small ways that you're having a little bit of a hard time getting past? Or for that matter, have you broken the trust of somebody that you care about and you're not sure how to heal that either way we want to help you heal the hurt give us a call the number is 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 well let's let's talk about what you just said there for a minute the idea of healing the hurt whether that is the hurt between you and whoever broke your heart, betrayed you, broke broke something, you know, in that relationship in some way. Or if it's just even within yourself. Because when we feel betrayed, we are walking around with the pain of what that person did to us, but also the pain of, do I trust myself ever again? Why didn't I see this coming? We beat ourselves up. And as, as Christians, we often go to Scripture, go to the teachings of the church, and what filters down to us is, I just have to forgive this person. If I just forgive this person, everything should be fine. And we say we do, and we try to, and yet we're walking around not trusting ourselves, feeling like we can't trust that person anymore, not knowing how to heal it. Whether that person's still in our lives or not, for whatever reason, it has a residual echo in our lives. What do we do with that? What is God trying to do in us through that? Let's talk about that today for you. How can you heal yourself, possibly the relationship? And if you do heal the relationship, do you just open yourself wide open to being hurt all over again? How do you handle that? And how do you deal with those echoes that are going on inside of you? of not really knowing if you can trust yourself to have healthy relationships anymore because this happened to you and it still hurts. 877-573-7825. Again, the show titled Broken Trust as we talk about how to heal either yourself, uh, the relationship, from those times when somebody you care about lets you down in some way. So are you having a hard time forgiving someone who let you down, hurt you, or betrayed your trust in some way? Have you said that you forgive them, but you find that you're having a hard time getting past the pain, the anger, or distrust that you feel? Do you wonder if it's safe to trust them again? What do you do if the other person isn't sorry, or if they say they are, but they keep whatever it is they did going, and 
it's just still hurting you. Alternatively, perhaps you're the one who's let someone you care about down and broken their trust. Whatever the circumstances, let us help you heal. 877-573-7825. If you um, are listening to the More to Life podcast, you can also get your questions in via email, and that address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at moretoliferadio.com. Com. Um, before we go on, I just wanted to, to thank all the people who uh, are part of our Catholic Home community that joined us last night for our monthly Catholic HOM live question and answer session. Uh, Catholic HOM is an app. Uh, you can download the app or you can go to catholichom.com to learn more about it. But it's a, it's, a, it's a platform to support Catholic families in becoming more loving, caring, connected, faithful Catholic households. And uh, we have tons of resources on the app. Uh, and, of course, our whole team of pastoral counselors is there answering parents' questions every day about building a more faithful, loving, caring, connected Catholic family life. But once a month, we have these uh, Catholic Home Live Q&As that Lisa and I host for the whole community. And I enjoy them so much. It's just great to get together with, with other Catholic families and, and share successes, seek solutions, uh, talk about struggles, and just uh, you know find those, those resources and answers. If you're interested, you can learn more by downloading the Catholic HOM app. It stands for Households on Mission. That's why it's spelled that way. It's pronounced home. But it's Catholic mm-hmm. HOM, Households on Mission. Or you could uh, go to CatholicHOM.com to learn more. I also wanted to share um, for our listeners who are subscribers, uh, our, our, all of our February downloadables are now available. We, have, uh, we produce uh, at least two. This time there are three. Uh, there's actually going to be a fourth in a week here. Um, downloadable activities for different things that are going on. And, of course, Lent is coming up here. Yep, that's why we're getting them all out, and there's more of them, because we want to support you doing a great holy season of Lent moving into Easter. And sometimes that's a tricky thing to do with a family. You're just not quite sure how to do all those things that you want to do for Lent with little people in your house. So we've got three different Lenten activities for families on the Catholic Home app. Check it out. Um, But we are taking your calls today at 877-573-7825. The show is titled Broken Trust as we talk about you know those times when someone we care about lets us down in big or small ways that we're having a hard time getting past. Um, Or if you're the one who has broken someone's trust that you care about, let's talk about what it might take to heal that relationship. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And, uh, you know, you might say, well, what is that? I'm not, I'm not, I've heard about it, but I'm not sure what it is. Well, over the course of about five years, uh, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections that asserted that we could discern God's plan for living a more abundant uh, life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on his design and creation, especially how he designed our bodies. That's right. And the theology of the body reminds us that we were all created for communion, but lies, even little lies, undermine the trust that's necessary for building a community of love. In a sense, betrayals break the bones that hold the body of Christ together, and we need to take the process of healing those breaks seriously. If we don't, we can end up in a relationship that's full of hairline fractures that the enemy can use to create more pain down the road. Healing broken trust requires three basic steps. First, the person who committed the offense has to be willing to listen to what you need them to do to heal the wound that they caused. Asking them to listen to your needs and to do the work necessary to meet them isn't refusing to forgive them. It's what authentic forgiveness and healing requires. Yeah, that's right. And, and I like that metaphor of, of uh, broken bones in the body of Christ because, you know, w- of course we want to heal them. It's important to heal those wounds. Um, but, it all, but we recognize that healing a broken bone takes some time and takes some effort. The second step, uh, building on what you were just saying, Lisa, is assuming that the offender is you know, sincere in their efforts to heal the wound, then that person who was hurt needs to be open to working with them to facilitate that process. You know, it's tempting when we've been hurt to just say, you hurt me, it's your job to fix it, and then kind of walk away. But reconciliation requires everybody to be committed to that process. If the, other, if the offender is actually committed to doing something sincerely to uh, 
show remorse, to try to rebuild, uh, then we need to give them the chance. And thirdly, uh, all the people involved need to accept that there aren't shortcuts to this. You know, when you're healing a broken bone, it does take time. It does take consistent effort. It takes physical therapy on an ongoing basis, right? Um, so asking for and receiving forgiveness is the only is only the first step on the road back from betrayal. The actual healing of that break in the relationship is going to take some ongoing conscious effort. Um, and so both the offender and the offended need to have a realistic understanding of the process of reconciliation after a betrayal and resist the temptation to either make it harder than it needs to be by kind of constantly moving the goalposts um, or you know, pretend that it's easier than it is by just saying, okay, it's fine, now we're not going to talk about it anymore. It's tricky to find that balance, though, so let us help. Uh, we're talking about broken trust today on More to Life. When someone lets us down, healing can be hard. Uh, has someone broken or betrayed your trust in big or small ways that you're having a hard time getting past? We want to help you heal the hurt in your own heart and maybe heal the relationship, too. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- 573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. And we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you those situations where someone we care about has broken our trust or we've broken the trust of someone we care about. Help us to know how to heal those broken bones that, that, that happen in your body. Help us to know how to extend forgiveness appropriately and and in ways that invite reconciliation and help us to be able to work with that person so that we can heal the hurt in our hearts and in the relationship help us to bear witness to the power of your love and grace so that the world can see that even in spite of our brokenness in spite of our sins you are constantly working with us in us and through us to create even stronger communion between us and all the people you've placed in our lives. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, Broken Trust. We're talking about those times when someone you care about has let you down. Give us a call. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Catherine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Um, I listen to y'all every day. I'm well, calling thank you with, for that. <laughs> thank you all. Um, I'm calling with a quandary um, that has to do mainly with a broken relationship and just how to address it on my own end. Um, this is about uh, my daughter's father. <clears throat> Our marriage was annulled 10 years ago. She's now a teenager. And in that time, he and I developed a really beautiful working relationship and friendship. He became like a big brother to me, and we co-parented beautifully. Okay. Um, he was a very trusted friend. Um, he, in the past year, has started a new relationship, um, and they're now engaged. And his fiance objects to him and I having any communication at all without her. Oh, mercy. So that it restricts our communication to a group text in which she is part of. No, no phone mm-hmm. calls, no in-person communication anymore. Um, and I have objected to this. I've said I, I feel <clears throat> it violates my daughter's privacy and that I would prefer at least to wait until they are married um, to have that level of communication because I don't know this woman at all. Um, and they have... Uh, just kind of been belligerent. The only way, if I text uh, my daughter's father about a scheduling situation or something that involves her, my text is immediately copied and pasted into their group text. And um, I just, I've battled, battled a lot of emotions with this. Grief over the loss of the friendship, um, uh, a sense of rage, <laughs> a sense of being exposed and, and betrayed, honestly, does seem to fit so anyway, I'm just laying this whole situation out for y'all's perspective, and I would be yeah. very grateful for anything you have to say. Sure. Well, Catherine, th- thank you for the call. And, you know, I, I want to thank you for all the hard work you did over the years to get to a place where you could co-parent. Um, you know, that's a really, really hard journey um, for, for most folks, and for you to be able to get to the place where you you and your, your um, you know, your ex-husband 
uh, were able to work together and even cultivate some kind of for friendship. I think that that's remarkable and, and really a, a credit to the level of maturity that you both have shown in the past. Um, my, my guess, I just, I guess I, my assumption here, and I'm, I'm going to just ask this before I go on, um, is that the fiancé is jealous or fearful of your relationship with, with now her fiancé. Is, is, that, is that fair to say? And in her own words, I think she's expressed that um, to oh, my daughter. Okay. All right. So, so I mean, and, and that's whoops, and that's painful because, of course, you know, you you you've cultivated a relationship there, and and, and he's been a friend, and you know, you want to be able to work with him. I, I think that um, if you can, if you have opportunities at all to get to know the, the, this this woman who's going to be helping you co-parent as things go forward. Um, I think long term would be good. I think that you want to try to respect the boundary for now, even though it's hurtful, um, because she needs to know that the relationship that you have with her fiance now, um, you know, is 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 not going to be a threat to their long term relationship. And by and by respecting the fact that you know um, that there's this group text and all that, you're 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 not you're 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 not so much betraying your daughter's privacy because hopefully you're not talking about intimate things there you're talking about you know when can you pick up your daughter or, or where are you going to go or those sorts of things um but but you're you know you're trying to say you know this is this is difficult and i think we all need to be able to work together but you know as so as part of that i'm going to respect the boundary and and show you that i'm not pushing for more of a relationship than would be appropriate here and in time you know and in fact i, I would use that group text to say you know look I, we are we're all going to have to be able to work together uh, over time um, so I'd really love to be able to get to know both of you in some way, you know, and, and that's, that's a really hard pill to swallow, but the fact that you've been able to cultivate a friendship with your ex and, and have such a good relationship up to this point, I think it's something that you can take on. So as, as painful as it is to be able to kind of lose that friendship that you've cultivated for the time being, I think the long-term potential for, um, uh, better communications um, is, is going to be dependent upon you respecting the boundaries that they've put up, even if they seem a little harsh right well, now. Well, and in an ideal world, if you cooperate with those boundaries, you'll get his friendship back and maybe her friendship as well, and you can all be good co-parents Because together. she'll see that you're not trying to, to, to step in where, you're, where it's not appropriate. Although I, I'm just going to say, as an aside, I, I got great concerns for your daughter's father in this situation because you've, yeah. you've had this relationship with him for all of these years and it's never turned back into a romantic relationship and if this woman's not trusting that you know he's taken on a, a lot yeah so so that's why i mean you know it's 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 sort of um you know you're, you're kind of sacrificing a pawn to win the larger game i think that's a good way you know right i mean I, I agree that these are very harsh um boundaries to set based on the work that you've done and the relationship you've cultivated. I, I, I think, I, you know, I certainly wouldn't advise her to do this, and I understand why it feels offensive to you and why you'd want to protest it. So I'm not saying that you're wrong in any of that. I'm just saying, realistically speaking, there's no way, you know, the more you fight this, the more she's going to think you have designs on your ex. And the good news, I want to say, is that because you're all communicating together, it's actually giving you great knowledge and great power to protect your daughter. If this woman is is not a great fit for your daughter and, and your ex-husband, it'll show itself, but at least you'll know always what's going on, and you'll have, you know, the details instead of having them always have side conversations. So, you know, look at it that way, is that everything will be as above board as it can be if you're all having these group conversations. And that gives you a real sense of knowing that your daughter's safe and sound in the situation. So I totally empathize with how unjust this feels and, and how, you know, it's kind of unfair and to set these sorts of boundaries with you. Um, I, just realistically, I think that if you protest it too much, it's just it's going to completely deteriorate. Uh, and, and uh, you know, she's going to th say, aha, see? See, this relationship was inappropriate. I was right to set these boundaries. So the more you cooperate with it, the more you show her that you're not a threat. Yeah, and, and you might down. actually, if she's a good person, end up with a friend and a good co-parent in the long run. So take the pause, go with it, and and just take it one day at a, at a time and see how it works out. And if she's not a good person, you know, she's going to show herself as that, and you've been the stable, good, faithful one in the situation. 
right, Catherine, thank you so much for the call. I wish I wish I could tell you something different, but I know that well, this will work better than anything else. So thank you so much for your openness. All right, we are have to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about broken trust today on More to Life. When someone lets us down, it can be hard to heal. And of course, when we've hurt someone else, it can be hard to heal that too. So whether you are the hurted or the hurtee, we are here to help you heal the pain in your own heart from that broken trust and let's see what could be done to heal the relationship too give us a call at 877-573-7825 more to life will continue with your calls coming up after the break thank you for joining us today on more to life on the ewtn global catholic radio network i'm lisa popchuk I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, we're talking about broken trust. It's hard to heal when someone's let us down, either in big or small ways. And if you are, you know, trying to figure out what forgiveness means in your situation, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk about how to heal the pain in your heart. And ideally, look at what it would take to heal the relationship. As we've been saying throughout the course of the program, though, it's, it's harder than just saying, okay, fine, I forgive you. Um, That's just the first step, really. Because when trust has been broken, as we mentioned in the reflection here, it's a lot like breaking the bones in the body of Christ. And we, of course, want to heal them. But it, it takes time, and it takes consistent effort. And it's a process. It's not something that can just be one and done. Um, and so we're talking about what that looks like. And one of the things um, that I wanted to try to address here in this in this segment before we start taking your next uh, your next caller, since it's a shorter segment, um, is the importance of an apology that, that really sticks. To being able to um, make sure that the person underst- really can empathize with the pain they caused, uh, is able to own their responsibility in it, and, and really work together to fix that. Uh, joining us right now, Rachel Watkins. She is the developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club, Mom of Eleven. Rachel, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, sir. It's good to be with you. Hopefully your phone will hold out for us here. So, Rachel, we really want to talk about when you have been betrayed by somebody, especially somebody that you have a relationship that you trust with. What are good next steps to take? I think the most important thing to do is to get to a place where you can say the words, I forgive. And I know for myself, I have two very close-to-my-heart situations in my life where I did. I felt betrayed. I felt let down. I was lied to. And it was very hard to even say those words. So I went to the tabernacle. I went to our little adoration chapel at my church, and I said it out loud there to God. Jesus knows about betrayal better than any of us, and I know it took me a couple visits for me to say, I forgive them. And then I said, I forgive myself. Because I felt like, how did I not see this? I made a mistake. I was so stupid. But once I got to the point where I could say it out loud to Jesus, then I was able to say it to the person's face. I forgive you. And that then opened the door for the very important conversations you guys talked about. How will we go forward from here? How will I begin to trust you again? And how will I begin to trust myself again? And I want to, you know, I just want to clarify for our listeners, you know, that, that forgiving somebody or forgiving ourselves doesn't mean saying it's all fine now. It doesn't mean exactly. saying, you know, it doesn't hurt anymore. Um, in fact, the Catechism even says that it's not within our power to not feel, uh, or or it's not within our power to, to forget even an offense, um, but that through intercession that, that that pain can be turned into compassion and and healing, um, and and so forgiveness is really just about surrendering my desire to hurt that person for having hurt me or to hurt yeah. myself for for having done the thing whatever mm-hmm. it is you know where I say you know I'm not gonna hold I'm not gonna try to hurt them or hurt myself anymore so we're we're gonna work toward healing and reconciliation at that point. Exactly, and it's an again and again process, like our shampoos, we repeat as necessary. <laughs> yeah, rinse and, and repeat, and right. Rinse and repeat, and doing that again and again, and then you can get to the point where without crying or, or hurting yourself, like, Jesse, like those hurtful words we say to ourselves again and again that we're stupid or how could we have not known, we then can go forward to build a better relationship. 
Rachel, thank you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And if folks would like to learn more about Rachel Watkins' good work, you can go to BeholdPublications.com. That's BeholdPublications.com to learn more about the Little Flowers Girls Club. And we're taking your calls today on More to Life about broken trust. How do we heal our hurting heart and look at healing the relationship? 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. The church has a very high view of conscience. It's, I think it was St. John Henry Newman who called conscience the aboriginal vicar of Christ. Catechism reads this way on conscience. The interior voice of a human being within whose heart the inner law of God is inscribed. Moral conscience is a judgment of practical reason about the moral quality of a human action. It moves a person at the appropriate moment to do good and to avoid evil. It offers some suggestions of the Ten Commandments, the moral teachings of Jesus in the Gospels, the moral teachings of St. Paul. All of these things are used as a measure of how well we're doing. It is then up to the Catholic to take a look at the teaching of the Church and to see if, in fact, they are in proper communion. The idea that you can dispense with the objective moral teachings of the Church in favor of personalized conscience is lawless and anarchic. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. How does freedom affect our actions? According to the Catholic Catechism, freedom makes us responsible for every act that we have directly willed. Despite her efforts to place all the blame on the serpent, Eve was directly responsible for initiating and committing original sin. She knew God had forbidden her to eat from the tree of good and evil, yet she did it anyway. Cain deliberately killed his brother Abel. King David deliberately committed both adultery and murder. None of the three were ignorant of the gravity of their acts, and there were no mitigating circumstances that diminished their responsibility. However, David was particularly remorseful when confronted with his guilt. The Catechism tells us that the right to the exercise of freedom, especially in moral and religious matters, is an inalienable requirement for the dignity of the human person. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. In sports, teams win or lose not only because of the skills of their players, but also how well the players work together. The players on winning teams support and encourage one another, even in the toughest fight. Marriage is the same way. Couples who tackle marital conflicts with a sense of teamwork do better than couples who enter conflict ready to battle one another. In fact, research finds that happy couples have five positive interactions for every negative interaction, even during conflicts. That doesn't mean these couples avoid tough issues or that they aren't honest and direct with one another. But even in difficult conversations, these couples go out of their way to make sure that their spouse feels loved and cared for. They offer words of encouragement and affirmation. They work to regulate their own emotional temperature. They take breaks to refocus the conversation. And they cultivate sympathy for their spouse's position, even when they disagree with it. In short, their priority isn't to win. Instead, it's solving the problem in a way that respects their spouse and strengthens their marriage. For more tips about managing marital conflict, read our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Or for more personalized, faith-filled help, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Broken Trust. Are you having a hard time forgiving someone who let you down, hurt you, or betrayed your trust in some way? Have you said that you forgive that person, but you find that you're still having a hard time getting past the, the pain, the anger, the distrust that you feel? Maybe you feel guilty about that, and you're not sure what to do, even though you're not really ready to let them back in. Maybe you wonder if it's safe to trust them again. And what do you do if the other person isn't sorry? Or worse, they say they are, but keep doing the thing that they did to hurt you in the first place. Or if you're the person who did the hurting, how can you heal that broken trust? So many questions about how that 
that tendency to break trust is is really hard to get through. Let us help you heal your heart and look at what it might take to heal the relationship, or even if it's safe to try. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Rose, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Rose. Welcome to More to Life. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. What can we do for you today, Rose? Well, I'm hoping that y'all can offer me some prayer and some guidance. I am. I find myself in a situation that um, that I have to that I have to forgive the way people have treated me. What happened? I really don't know what to do. Okay. And obviously this is really deeply painful for you, Rose. I'm so sorry. And, and you told our screener it was about something at work, that you work with offenders, and um, that somebody uh, that you work with broke your trust. What Can you tell us what happened? Well, I made a, I made a report where a person, uh, a person was possibly having relationships with, with another with the inmate and um because of that i i've been facing a lot of work retaliation um and i don't i want to forgive them because i've i've been going through so much stress but i'm having a hard time what do you think forgiveness would require of you let's start there for me just to accept that, that this is just how things are done and that sorry, me to, I'm sorry that, how, that so I how, how what's done I'm, I'm sorry I don't I don't uh, accept that I just have to accept that maybe keeping my mouth shut would have been a better better option for for me no, I no, no. Hun, no. Blessed, blessed are you who are persecuted for holiness' sake. For the yeah. I mean, you yours. stood on virtue. You stood on your character strength. You stood on working for the good of other people who were doing something wrong. In the eyes of God, you did everything right. Just, just. I know you're going through this. This is awful, but you're going through it because other people are choosing an unjust, unvirtuous path. And that doesn't make the virtuous path you took wrong. Yeah, Rose, I'm so sorry you're being persecuted like this for having done the right thing. Um, but you did the right thing. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's the beatitude. You know, blessed are those who are persecuted for holiness sake. You know, you, you were calling that person on to be uh, to, to, to be just to be healthy to be uh, you know to be appropriate and and now you're getting punished for it but but the Lord needs Christians to stand in that gap and and to say to the world this is not the way it's meant to be um, and so you did the right thing now in terms of how do you deal with it now I, I I don't know enough about your workplace environment whether you're able to talk to HR about that or your supervisor about that or if it's just such a such an unhealthy environment that, that you're stuck and you need to look for another position or just need to kind of hold your breath and get through it but I want you to know that um, that you did the right thing and will often be persecuted for doing the right thing and and and, and, I, and I want to talk about what forgiveness means you know as I was sharing with Rachel Watkins in her segment um, Forgiving somebody does not mean saying everything's fine. I'm not going to be upset about it. It's 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 all right. You know, for example, um, if 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 somebody steals a great deal of money from me or or causes me physical harm, I could forgive them, but still but still prosecute charges against them. Mm -hmm. For instance, you know, I, I I could say I don't want harm to come to them, but I am pursuing this case against them because I want them. To reconcile, I want them. I want them to 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 to, to do better. To and, become and, a better and, person. And in order to, to be better, they need to face the consequences of their actions. And so, you know, so it's so forgiveness does not mean I'm I'm letting you off the hook for the thing. It doesn't mean that I'm going to pretend that it's fine. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not going to I'm going to pretend that it, it doesn't hurt anymore. Um, it means that I, I I don't want harm to come to you. I'm not going to I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt you for having hurt me. But it does mean that I'm going to work for your good. And in some cases, working for somebody's good means putting up boundaries or insisting that they face the consequences of their actions. And 
that's really hard to do because the easy thing to do is to, as you said, shut our mouths and just kind of get, go along to get along. Um, that's not what Christ calls us to. You know, Christ calls us to be the people who in the world who are courageous to point out things that need to be pointed out. And you did that. And I'm so sorry that you're being punished for it. Um, but know that the Lord is with you, that he loves you, that you did the right thing, um, and that you are blessed in his eyes for having had the courage to stand up for that. Forgiving this person doesn't mean pretending it's fine. Forgiving this person doesn't mean you know, dropping any case against them that you're making, you know, on the, on the, for their inappropriate behavior with doesn't a, with mean an walking back what you said and then saying, "Oh, maybe I was wrong." None of it, that. It means continuing to hold them accountable for their behavior, uh, to and, and and even their accountable being accountable for their behavior toward you. So, Rose, I, I wish I could take this pain away. I wish I could magically make the situation just get better, um, but I can tell you that what you've done is the right thing. Don't let the enemy convince you otherwise. Exactly. Don't let Satan silence you. Be strong. Be courageous. Know that the Lord is with you, that he understands your pain, and that he loves you so much for having the courage to do the right thing in this situation. Thank you so much for the call. We certainly have added you to our More to Life prayer list. But in addition to that, I, I really do hope that you know, you'll, you'll stay in touch with us and let us know how it's going and what more we can do to support you either here on the show or um, through our uh, service at catholiccounselors.com where, where we'd love to be able to walk you through this and, and help support you while you're uh, dealing with this pressure and stressful situation. If you'd like to learn more about those services, go to catholiccounselors.com. But know, Rose, that we are praying for you uh, and that we're proud to, to have somebody like you out there in the listening audience who is willing to stand up for what's right and what's true. God bless you, Rose. Thank you for your witness. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about broken trust today on More to Life. Give us a call and let's help you heal the pain in your heart and see what it would take to heal the relationship if it's, if it's safe to. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day. It comes to us from Matthew chapter eighteen, verses forty-eight to fifty. Judas, Jesus's betrayer, had arranged a sign. He said, "The man that I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him." Immediately, he went over to Jesus and said, "Hail, teacher!" and kissed him. Jesus said, "Friend, do what you have come for." And then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. You know, I chose this verse because I think all of us need a reminder that Jesus knows what it feels like to be oppressed, to be betrayed. Um, and you know, the Catechism you know tells us that you know it's it is not within our power to forget an offense or to not feel that offense. But when we bring that offense to the Lord. Um, through prayer, he can transform that those feelings of hurt and anger into compassion and intercession and healing. Um, and that's that's a process that doesn't happen overnight. And it's okay to let it take time, but bring that pain to God. You know, bring that pain to God and, and ask Him, yes, to take it away. But even more importantly, while you're waiting for Him to take it away, ask Him to teach you how to respond to it in ways that will glorify Him help you be your best self, and consistently invite the other person to be their best selves. So that doesn't, being your best self doesn't mean pretending that everything's fine or just sucking up and getting over it. Just as it, we it, were talking about with Rose. Yeah. It means being strong enough to work for that other person's good, even if that means insisting that they face consequences or um, do what's necessary to actually heal the damage they caused. That is not being unforgiving. That is, in fact, being forgiving because you're working for the good of that person and the ultimate good of their soul. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions about betrayal today on More to Life and how to heal from broken trust. Back in a minute. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I want you to have such confidence in the Lord that you'll find such hope and see the beauty of the Lord, the majesty of God. What did our Lord say, huh? If your sins are as scarlet, oh, what? What's going to happen? They shall be made white as snow. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. 
Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. How are we treating God? Are we treating him like a magic wand, a rabbit's foot, only going to him when we need something? The results, if we don't stay in a relationship with God, and I know this from personal experience, much of the suffering that I had in my life has been brought on by my own stupid mistakes. We have to have God front and center of our life every day. As Father Michael Schmidt says, we're all called to be saints. We have to stand up and fight. We can't just grab God when we need something. He's not a slot machine. Putting coins in, then pulling the one arm band and expecting to win a big prize. We have to have that relationship with God so we can truly do His will and be truly happy. So follow Him, not just once in a while, but every single moment. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. So good to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and the day on More to Life, Broken Trust. You know, when somebody lets us down, healing can be hard. Has someone broken your trust or betrayed you in some way? We want to help you heal the hurt in your heart and, when possible, heal the relationship. Let's talk about what that means for you. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Michelle, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Louisiana on Sirius XM 130. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Um, I had a trust broken from a close family family member. Um, there, it was kind of a lie that was made up about me that was in in writing um, that supposedly I had said something which I did not say. Um, it's not something I would do to my worst enemy, much less my niece and my sister. Um, but the lies that they've created so much that they have truly be- begun to believe it. Um, so their the relationship is done. It's kind of something that's happened for years where they've created lies about other people and talked about other people and broken those relationships. Well, it was finally my turn about 18, 19 years ago after I gave birth to my daughter and named her godmother because I so wanted this relationship to work. After that, it was over. They got what they wanted. They got godmother to two of my three children, and then the, the lies started and the relationship is done. I'm just trying to mourn the loss. Um, hmm. Just get so, over. Don, let me it. understand. So, so are you? Are you saying? So, so, so you're, you're still. You're saying you're still hurting from the, these things that happened 18, 19 years ago. Or are you saying that there's something more recent that's happened that's made that's kind of rubbing salt there's, in that wound? There's nothing. There's nothing more recent. It's what. It, it was the major break, eight, 19 years ago. The major break was 19 years ago when I. So how would you? So let me ask you this: how How would you know? How would you know when you were healed from this? How would you know when when you were able to to move on? What would be different in you? I I, I don't know. I'm just I I'm just I can't get it out of my head that like I'm I'm just hurt. Like I'm so hurt that these people. This is my sister and my niece who I love and would still if they called me to this day and said they were they needed me, I'd be there in a second. Mm-hmm. But that they broke me, and I feel so hurt. Like I just can't get over it. Well, I, I think I think Michelle, I, I, I can I can understand that. Um, but we have to be careful not to nurse those hurts, like you are. Um, and I think that in you know, there's a temptation. Okay, um, you're grieving this relationship, and and sometimes what happens when we're grieving somebody we've lost, what we do is hold on to the pain because that's the only connection to them that we still have. Right. So, you know, you have a person, you know, grief, you know, loss is always painful. But sometimes when we have a hard time figuring out how to 
how to connect to what that person meant to us in our lives or, or to, to get what that person gave to us in our lives, for example, support, or then we, we end up holding on to the only thing that's left, which is the pain of that loss, as a way of staying connected to that person. But what that does is, is, it, is it, ruin, it, it wrecks our lives and it wrecks all the other good things that God brings into our lives because we don't allow ourselves to enjoy those things or appreciate those things or we don't allow ourselves to get the support from the people that he's placed in our lives now or cultivate those relationships with the people he's placed in our lives now because we're so stuck in trying to hold on to that thing that's lost or that person who's passed. The other complicating factor is that these are family members, especially a sister, you know, and and we are often bombarded with messages everywhere we look, cards, t-shirts, throw pillows about what sisters are supposed to be to one another. But you know what? None of us is 100% perfect, and sometimes... The people that we love, the people that we share family ties with, just aren't able to love the way the way we should be loved, the way that other people should be loved. The There's part of them that can be lo- the part of them that loves can be broken, just like an arm or a leg. Yes, exactly. And and when we think about somebody who may have received a, a terrible injury that would keep them from doing something that they've been able to do before, let's say walk, you know. If if we saw that our sister went through a terrible accident and was no longer able to walk, well, we wouldn't be saying, well, but she always was able to do this and she's, you know, she should be getting up and walking and taking walks with me every day. We'd say, no, th- this has changed and she's no longer capable of that. And my feeling is when we have a close relative that, cannot love the way they're supposed to love us according to all the definitions of what that relationship should be we often blame ourselves and think why can't they love me why are they doing this to me what's wrong with me that they're not loving me well or or asking for forgiveness for the hurt that they've perpetrated against me and it's that that part of them is broken and to keep beating ourselves up with the pain of that loss is just torment for ourselves and will not do anything to help them heal and be able to love you the way you deserve to be loved. And we need to let that go. You know, in Matthew 18, Jesus talks about that, uh, the how to heal broken bonds, right? He talks about going to the person directly. If that doesn't work, then finding somebody that you both respect to try to be a mediator. If that doesn't work, then going to the church. And when that doesn't work, you shake the dust from your feet. Uh, and, the, and this is the time where you need to do that. You need to focus on shaking that dust from your feet and, rec- and, and recognizing that that this you were probably being spared, frankly, um, because as painful as this is, and it's hard for me to say this, but but you know, in a healthy relationship, if one person hurts another person, um, then they work through it. They, they, you have it. You know, let's say if I said something to you that was that was hurtful to you, and you brought it to my attention, I would work through that with you, right? Uh, I, if 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 I um, if you hurt me in some way, I would give you a chance to clarify. I would bring it to you and say, you know, Michelle, what do we need to do to fix this? In an unhealthy relationship, these kinds of things last forever, and we hold that hurt over each other's heads. Uh, when that's the case. That's not a healthy person to be in relationship with. Um, and so as painful as it is to let it go, I, I have to encourage you, Michelle, to to shake the dust from your feet on this relationship. And, fo- it's, you know, you haven't had contact with them in 18 years, 19 years. What, what, are the, what are the relationships that you've prevented yourself from entering into? What is the support that you've prevented yourself from receiving? What are the blessings you've prevented yourself from either receiving or being, being grateful for because so, so much of your heart is taken up with kind of obsessing over this old wound? I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm not saying it was just. Of course. I'm not, and, I'm not, and I'm not even saying get over it. What I'm saying is how do you process that hurt in a way that allows you to move forward and heal? Give yourself the gift of healing. And that's what you need to do. This is this will always hurt when you think about it, but picking at the scab is not the answer. The answer is bringing it to God, saying, "Lord, teach me how to respond to this. I have to teach me how to let these people go and give them to you, and focus on the people you've placed in my life to support me now. The relationships that I have now. Where can I get the support, the connection, 
the the communion that you're calling me to the that I missed from from my from from my, you know, these people that were in my life. How can I replace that through your love? And that's what you want to be focusing on. Don't waste another year, Michelle. Really concentrate on building rewarding relationships in the present. You Thank deserve you. it. Thank you for the call. Uh, we've been talking with you about you know, healing those uh, those relationships after there's been a betrayal. And, um, you know, again, I, I want to say that apologies are really uh, the first step in this whole process. And, and a lot of times when somebody says, I'm sorry, we feel obliged to say, okay, well, I forgive you. And, and that's that's good at its heart, you know. Um, but sometimes we find ourselves after saying, okay, I forgive you, we still hold on to that pain somehow. And, you know, sometimes it's because we're being petty, and that's true, and then we need to pray about that and bring that to the Lord. But but other times it's because there there needs to be a little bit more to the apology, and I started to talk about this a little bit earlier. Um, a, a good apology involves three components. The first one is that person expresses how much they understand that they hurt you. You know, I, they really get it. It's not just sorry. It's and, and it's definitely not. You just have too thick a skin and you can't take a joke. Too thin a skin, yeah. Too thin and, skin. and I think that's really important to say. Like when you hear that they really get it, and not just I get it, but like really they've expressed to you what they believe you're feeling and why. That's a first step because it's an actual expression of caring for you rather than just yeah well i did it and i'm sorry and let's never talk about it again because i don't want to look at myself or change so so there so step one there needs to be that that acknowledgement of of the of the real pain that they cause and that they understand that so empathy is the first component of a good apology second part of a good apology is ownership they have to own that that they did the thing wrong that, that that they had something to do with it. it wasn't well yeah i did that but you you know um, it's it's you know what I get it and I'm really sorry for what I did and you know sure I was hurt or I was upset about what you did but that didn't give me the right to act the way I did and I'm so sorry for that right so they own it the third step of a good apology is um, really recognizing that you you have a well excuse me, that you have a right to rebuild the relationship and ask them for things that they need to do to heal it so it's what needs to happen to fix it so it's feel it own it fix it um, you know what can I do to make this right what can I do to show you that uh, it's not going to happen again? Or what's, what can I do to, to, to heal the damage that I've done? You know, sometimes we have a hard time forgiving, as I said, when we're not being petty. And if, we're, if we've really genuinely tried to extend forgiveness and we can't for some reason, a lot of times it's because one of those three things or all of those three things is missing. And I'm telling you that so that if you're feeling this way, you don't beat up on yourself with guilt. You, you look at which of those three things is missing from that apology or from my interactions with this other person then go back to them and ask them for it. You know, to go back to them and say, listen, I, I, I do forgive you, but I just really need to know that you understand how much it hurt because I, I'm having a hard time getting past it if you don't understand how, how painful that is. Or I, I, I do forgive you, but I need you to, to, I need to know that you really do own this. You know? Or I do forgive you, but there are some other things that I need us to work through still. And being okay with that, that's part of the reconciliation process. That's not you being unforgiving. That's you opening up the door to reconciliation. That's all the time we've got for today's program. Thanks so much for tuning in. If there is more that we can do to support you in healing broken trust, come on over to our place at catholiccounselors.com where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. Learn more at catholiccounselors.com and then get out there and celebrate the life that God has for you because you know what? With His grace, there really is so much more to life. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.